Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for December the 16th in the year of our Lord, 2020. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we stand for the sacred cause of liberty. And we use the supreme law that I am, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. We're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions at our fingertip, as you know. We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. And, man, we got a lot to talk about, ladies and gentlemen. Very little time to get it done. Joe Biden clears 270 electoral votes. And then he lies and says democracy won. Well, if democracy won, does that mean they've undermined the constitutional republic? The answer, yes, they have. And uh, that's probably why he's saying it. Maybe it's not a lie after all. Maybe they've turned our constitutional republic into a flat-out democracy with vote fraud. They, they who have the greater numbers, they who have the power win, by hook or by crook, doesn't matter. Is that what good old Joe's saying, or is it just simply that he's ignorant and doesn't understand that we don't even have a democracy in the first place, huh? Don't know. But anyway, the Wall Street Journal published an editorial calling out Donald Trump for his failure to concede the election to Joe. I don't know why you'd concede when all the steps haven't been accomplished. Doesn't the Congress still have a deadline of January 6th to kind of double down and support the electoral college there? Remember, in America, there's checks and balances, ladies and gentlemen, designed to make sure no one gains too much power. Wrongfully so. At least that was the attempt of the founders. It's being obliterated under the name of expediency now. That's another topic. But beware, ladies and gentlemen, I'll tell you that right now, when they call it too early. Joe Biden promised during the debates that he would not declare victory before all the I's were dotted and T's were crossed. But of course, Joe Biden is a flat out liar and he lied and deceived the people and he jumped on it too early. And now he's getting backing from everyone under the sun, including the courts. Dishonestly so. In fact, Trump, Attorney General Barr, stepping down. He was a swamp monster, always has been. Don't know why Trump surrounds himself with those kind of people. But now it's coming back to haunt the good president. Uh, it's his undoing with the people he's got surrounding him. They're all swamp monsters, and they're out to get him. And it's pretty hard to ignore that reality check now, huh? Roger Stone, Trump's ally, is considering a Senate run against either Marco Rubio or Rick Scott in the 2022 primaries. So we'll keep an eye on that, Paul. Do you want Roger Stone, Rick Scott, or Rubio in there? See, none of them seem acceptable to me. But then, of course, I'm a constitutional conservative, not just a pseudo-conservative, huh? Sidney Powell doing a great job. She wants to protect and defend the lawful votes of America. She's going to push for a RICO case. We'll talk about that as the broadcast unfolds coming up as well. We also talked about Governor Gavin... Gavin Newsom, the guy's a wacko, man. He's locking down certain regions of California in the response to the, quote, increasing COVID-19 cases. But you know what? Americans, Californians in this case specifically, are getting sick of it. They're ready to call recall or they're ready to put a recall together on the whacked out Governor Newsom. And uh, they say that, hey, the recall effort is gaining steam big time. They've already got more than half the ballot 
uh, or half the signatures required to put it on the ballot. So time will tell. Hopefully they can recall Newsom. I've mentioned that, hey, we're not going to make a lot of progress until the American people decide to get engaged in what's happening in America. Otherwise, we're just going to be ruled by the rulers. But in California, at least they're getting sick of it and they're getting enough people to start to take things seriously. We need to uh, impeach judges. We need to recall bureaucrats and professional do-gooders everywhere. We need to literally elect people who will obey the supreme law of the land and have respect for the checks and balances and who will take their oaths of office seriously. We also talked about the Declaration of Independence. Governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. See, ladies and gentlemen, we don't need in America to just rely on nine robed thugs at the top, supposedly, to decide all of our election results and what's legitimate, what's fraudulent, what's not. We've got states, we've got counties, we've got cities, and we've got this thing called precincts. And what you need to do is just demand in your own precinct that you tally your own votes and that you have vote watchers and that you figure it out and you say, listen, I don't know what you guys are talking about, but you need to give us the numbers from our precinct. And if you can't give us the numbers from our precinct from the top down, then we say you have fraudulent numbers. And if you can, the question is, does it match our, quote, by hand, manual, transparent recount? And if it does, good. And if it doesn't, you know what? Who manipulated it? Okay, this needs to happen at the precinct and the local county and state level. This doesn't need to happen by going to nine robed thugs all the time. See, the problem is we the people are the consent of the governed. We gave them consent. We gave them delegated authority to act in our behalf. We didn't give them dictatorial authority to, to decide everything. If you don't believe me, that was the Declaration of Independence. What about the preamble to the U.S. Constitution? Listen to this. We, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice. Yeah, who establishes justice? The supreme nine thugs or us? We, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and listen, and then we do, let's see, the goal is to secure the blessings of liberty to us and to our posterity. Who administers justice in America, folks? We the people do if we, if we uh, step up and take our responsibility appropriately. Remember the checks and balances I always talk about? Wow, my fellow Americans, it's about personal and, do I dare say, collective responsibility? Yes, it is. Personal's first, I might add. That was our one on Liberty Roundtable Live yesterday. Hour two. We talked about pro-lockdown politicians and the mainstream press have whipped people into a frenzy about wearing masks, even though more and more and more studies show the masks simply are not effective. See, this is where the American people need to wake up, get educated, get involved. We don't need Joe Biden to decide he's going to create a, you know, 30-day mask, 90-day mask, whatever, in your local county, in your local city, in your stores, where, you know what, are we going to just tolerate them muzzling us, putting a diaper on our face? Are we going to tolerate that? Are we going to say, you know what, I'm sorry people are getting sick. I agree the death rate's serious. I agree people are... You know what? Having problems with this corona, the cocoa's bad. But you know what? We're not going to let it ruin the rest of our lives. We're just not doing it. We're going to trust in God and power through it. Believe it or not, some journalists are now calling for people to be put on a, quote, no-mask list like terrorists. I kid you not. In fact, Rex Paris, this guy's the mayor of Lancaster down there in Los Angeles, California. 
He's calling for people without masks to be literally considered actual terrorists. He told the press, if it were up to me, if people weren't wearing a mask, I would arrest them for literal terrorism. They need to be treated like that because they're terrorists, he says. Okay, these people are off their rockers crazy. Okay, a White House official said on Monday that President Trump was willing to take the COVID-19 vaccine on TV. But he said, oh, don't worry, the president's probably not the best guy to do it. He's already had the cocoa and beat it. Well, here's the interesting thing. If he's already had the cocoa and beat it, and the president's an older gentleman, they've been telling you how unhealthy he is with eating fast food and everything for so long. That means he's probably got underlying conditions, right? Can't know because he's president. But nevertheless, if he made it through it without a vaccine, can't the rest of us do the same? In fact, I reported at the end of the hour or the end of the show yesterday how, you know what, it's a 98% chance nationwide that you don't die from the cocoa. And in many states, it's even way higher than that. In Utah, it's like 99.5% that you won't die, even if you get the cocoa. All right. Now, um, it's even probably uh, less than that, because remember, a lot of people have received the, well, they've got the corona, but they didn't receive the test and or the vaccine and or the treatments they give. So you wouldn't even know, right? Very interesting indeed, but they continue to push, push, push. Let's talk about it. That's the recap of yesterday's broadcast. News the network refused to use starts now. James Edwards, thepoliticalcesspool.org. Talk show host in his own right, author, and more with me. Welcome back to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Uh, any day to be with you, Sam, is a good day. Today is an especially good day, my wife's birthday. So we're starting it out on Liberty Roundtable, and as soon as we get done, we're heading out, going to spend a day palling around town and uh, doing it uh, the way God intended. But it's great to be with you. Good morning, a nice wintry morning down here in the south. She turned 29, huh? <laughs> That's right. That's right. right. Plus a couple, like but not too many. <laughs> there you have it. Met well, her when she was 15. Wow. That's a ba- That's impressive, isn't it? Only in the South. Yeah, you can do that at church. 15, right? That, right, right. Not <laughs> married when 15, but did meet and met at church. And uh, it, it's, uh, it's, it's been uh, a traditional story, a wholesome story, I say. Church is better than the local bar, I'll tell you that. And an incredible happy birthday to your wife. Thank you so much, Sam. All right. So let's talk about so many things, so little time. Vaccines are in the news. And I want to talk about this because they're now literally saying if you don't get, wear masks and or if you don't wear vaccines, you're probably a terrorist. Uh, you certainly don't care about anybody around you. And they're literally starting to double down and talk about a, a vax card that you'd have to get to prove you're, quote, safe and okay. Now, listen to this. Trump on vaccines, he's gone from skeptic to cheerleader. Uh, on the campaign trail, when they had the big debates, it was him and Ben Carson and Rand Paul. I mentioned those two because they're doctors. They all three expressed serious vaccine hesitation uh and they weren't 100 percent against vaccines but they were like mm, we need to be really careful here and da, da, da. that was on the debate campaign trail for the president he expressed concern about vaccines and how did they know and put that question in the debate years before on trump's watch they would mandate virtually vaccines let's talk about it donald trump has gone from skeptic to cheerleader and really the trump administration has funded Yeah, Operation Warp Speed was funded by your government or else we wouldn't even have the vaccines to date. As the United States boldly stepped forward in the glorious light provided by its new constitution in 1787, 
The nations of the earth were in awe of the newfound strength and hope of this free land. Today, the nation stands at a crossroads, a divergence from the original intent put forth in the United States Constitution has brought grave threats to our beloved nation. A miracle is needed if the United States is to survive. That miracle is again the pure application of the United States Constitution. I'm Scott Bradley. In my To Preserve the Nation book and lecture series, I bring forth truths that will help raise up a new generation of statesmen like those noble Americans who founded this land. Vigorous application of these principles will invigorate and restore the nation and we may become again the freest, most prosperous, most respected and happiest nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com to begin that restoration. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into mommy and daddy's bank account because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. James Edwards riding shotgun today, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman breaking down. Donald Trump was a skeptic on vaccines back in the day. Now he's a big-time advocate. He's even saying, hey, man, I'll take a vaccine on TV to let everybody know that they're safe and effective. Now, I don't understand how Donald, a big philanthropist of yesteryear, uh, would know if vaccines are safe or not. But nevertheless, they want to create that image. But here's the problem. Trump on vaccines, he's gone from skeptic to cheerleader. And the problem is government funding. That means you and I and our tax dollars funding is part of the Trump administration's operations warp speed that really allowed these vaccines to speed through and circumvent 90% of the normal checks and balances, the process that would uh, have a safe and effective, quote, stamp of approval, if you could even call it that. That's all been circumvented, and now they're at market, and it's pretty much our tax dollars funded it through the skeptic, I mean the cheerleader, Donald Trump. You want to respond to that? Yeah, I mean, Trump's initial reaction to this back in the spring of this year was pretty much spot on, that it wasn't anything to be overly concerned with. Uh, I guess presumably it's just another one of many respiratory illnesses that you'd rather not have, but it's not particularly deadly. And, of course, I don't think any of us could have foreseen at the time how the powers that be, the media, were going to latch onto this and, and use it for whatever ends that they have in mind. And, and uh, whether it's just a huge power grab and a transfer of wealth or a beta test to see how uh, quickly they can cow uh, an entire global population uh, into against all evidence and against everything you see and know to be true, uh, to just completely succumb uh, to whatever whims that they have in store for you. Trump, I think, again, his instincts are good quite often. Uh, but in this situation, it just 
overwhelming propaganda on the seriousness of this deadly disease that, of course, uh, everyone across the board has about a 98% chance of, of surviving. I mean, we know people very old with comorbidities who are at the most risk of this, uh, just sailing through it, no big deal. Uh, I think we all know people like that at the, uh, by, by now. Uh, I personally don't know anyone who has passed away from it, now passing away with it uh, as uh, or or from it you know that's a that's a separate issue but trump's initial instincts were right but this whole thing this whole media all the government's playing along with it uh the 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 meme comes into mind imagine a vaccine so safe you have to be threatened to take it for a disease so deadly you have to be tested to even know if you have it i mean that's basically what we're dealing with right now uh the fact that they would go so far as to not just mandate this. You know, you and I uh, and Sheriff Mack were talking about this last week, Sam. I mean, uh, in no uncertain terms would I inject this hastily rushed concoction into my body or into the body of my wife or children. No way whatsoever, but how far will they take it? You know, we had a very interesting conversation with the sheriff about this last month. If it gets to the point where uh, they absolutely restrict you from being able to engage in commerce if they literally starve you out they don't allow you to have access to a bank account i mean any of this is is of course possible uh for overreaching governments like the one we live under um if they don't allow you to go shopping without the car they don't allow you to travel i mean at what point do you have to cry uncle it's going to be very interesting to see but of course this thing's supposed to be eradicated uh in, in within just a few months because the vaccines are rolling now how about this how about you know, the whole thing, my body, my choice, we certainly have the choice to murder our own children. If we have the choice to murder our own children, and with the defense being my body, my choice, how about my body, my choice on a vaccine? If you want to take it, if you believe that that's going to protect you, you believe everything they're telling you, take it, and you're going to be immune, and don't worry about me. I'll be all right, I think, one way or the other. Take it if you want it. Don't take it if you don't want it. That's pretty much the way vaccines have been throughout the history of the world. Yes, but they've been moving the needle slowly over the last several years to more and more and more and more mandate vaccinations to jettison um, conscientious objectors, religious objectors, uh, people with underlying health conditions that have uh, concerns. Uh, you used to be able to say, hey, I, I don't want to take it. I've got whatever. And, and now they're saying that requires more than a doctor's certificate of verification, etc. And they're really ratcheting down. The interesting thing about a lot of this is now Fauci's even saying, hey, even if you have the vaccine, you still got to wear a mask. Yeah, and, and now Bill Gates, too, is saying it's going to be 2022 now before things get back to normal, whereas, of course, uh, things aren't that abnormal as it is. You don't even hear about the flu. I don't even think the flu exists anymore. It's just entirely coronavirus. You know, I haven't heard of anybody getting the flu or the flu even being in the news one bit. And I'll tell you, from having the, have well, the, the only flu. Time, hold on. The only time the flu is in the news is when they want you to get a flu shot. It's everywhere for that. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I've had the flu. Uh, I would much rather have coronavirus than the flu. The flu is pretty bad, but you don't die from the flu almost almost never, obviously. Uh, but no, this thing with uh, with with COVID, you just it, it, it is not particularly lethal uh, that they have gone to this extent to shut down, to destroy the economies across the world and everybody buying into this. The emperor has no clothes. And I, I had a chart in front of me. I was actually reading it last night. I don't have it in front of me now. But uh, in the 1960s, I believe there was three vaccines that you would have. Uh, that was the, the recommended schedule for, for a newborn all the way up until a young adult. Uh, there was three vaccines that you were uh, encouraged to take. And I think by the time I was born in the 1980s, it was up to 15. Now it's almost 100, almost 100 that kids are supposed to be taking from the time they're born all the way up to their 18. And that's even before COVID. I mean, 
Uh, I don't remember mass populations dying off uh, within my lifetime, not having uh, nearly 100 vaccines injected into them uh, from the time they're born until the time that they're uh, in, in their late teens. And now, and that's again before this one, which is the vaccine of all vaccines, the mother of all vaccines. They still say even after you have your vaccine, you still got a mask and you still got a social distance. So I look at that and I go, okay, wait a minute. If I got to have the vaccine and then I still got to wear a mask and I still got a social distance, um, where do we go from here? When will this end? And Gates not only says that it's going to be 2022, but he still says it still could be a problem. It still could be a threat in 2022. They're not even saying it's over. They're just kind of, well, at first they said a couple of weeks to flatten the curve. Now we're talking about 2022 as a maybe. And even after the vaccines, you got to wear a mask and you got to go ahead and social distance and they're setting us well, up. Does it, for the take, long does, haul, it buddy. does it take the does it take the vaccine two two years to work? I mean, what uh, that's uh, that's one hell of a vaccine. Two years for it to take effect and protect you. But yeah, herd immunity was always the, look. If this was a thing like the bubonic plague, the Black Death of medieval Europe, where if you get it, I mean, you're just dead. There's no doubt about it, and it, and it spreads like wildfire. I mean, if this was something like that. Uh, that that that's that's a cause for the level of alert and overreactive concern uh, that we've been that we've been dealt with. I mean, again, if you can just um, tune out the narrative out there and you just look and you see and uh, you, you, you go around in your social circles and you, you look and see who's gotten sick, who's passed away, uh, you, you're going to feel very good about this thing. E- even if you get it, I don't want to get the flu. I don't want to get coronavirus. I don't want to get any any sort of illness. I don't want to be sick. I don't want to feel bad. I want I don't want to have a cold. But the the extent that they have gone uh, with this, obviously, obviously, what we've been told is just untrue. And the and problem the with it all, ladies and gentlemen, is all rights are being jettisoned on the altar of this. And a good um, friend of mine, uh, in fact, a family friend, well, I should say this, a family member, uh, I, I just want to be kind of careful, wrote an article about the gods that we now worship. And basically it talked about how, you know what? We have turned the vaccine quote leaders into gods. So what gives Bill Gates, Donald Trump. So Donald, you know, he's going to take the vaccine so that, you know, it's safe and effective. Uh, Donald Trump tells you that it's safe and effective, but where does Donald Trump, for instance, uh, Bill Gates and Anthony Fauci have, um, you know, all this so-called expertise to become gods on the vaccines. Here's Trump to make the point. As the FDA gives emergency approval for the use of Pfizer-BioNTech's vaccine, President Trump's reaction. We have delivered a safe and effective vaccine in just nine months. How does he know it's safe and effective? Okay, we've, we've circumvented all the normal controls to determine safeness, effectiveness, whatever else. So he doesn't really know that, but he's claiming it wrongfully so, uh, not because it may not be true. I don't know if it's true or not. I just know, hey, we've sped this thing through Operation Warp Speed. How do we know it's safe and effective? Okay, now we have reports of people getting the palsy from it. We have reports of people dying from it. We have, okay, he continues, listen. This is one of the greatest scientific accomplishments in history. Isn't that an overstatement to say the least? This is one of the greatest scientific advances in (laughs) history? Are you kidding me right now? It will save millions of lives and soon end the pandemic once and for all. Wait a minute. It'll save lives and end the pandemic. Didn't Donald Trump say we're going to end the pandemic like back last April? Hey, this thing's almost over. No problem. Now, almost a year later, he's saying we're going to end the pandemic. But the people that surround Donald Trump, okay, Bill Gates, hey, 
coronavirus could still be a risk in 2022. Anthony Fauci, hey, yeah, social distancing and masks are still necessary even after you get the vaccine. They're not planning to let up anytime soon. It's not even close to over yet. In fact, all they'd have to do is uh, somehow release another variant of the cocoa and we'd be back right to square one, boom, in two seconds. And only the radical terrorists would be complaining. That's how they would pitch it, wouldn't it be? Right? That's where we go. When we come back, we'll let James rock and roll on this topic. James Edwards with us. He's author of a book called Racism, Spacism. He's also an incredible talk show host in his own right. His show every Saturday night, live on your radio, thepoliticalcesspool.org. Check it out. James Edwards, Sam Bushman, back in a flash. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Georgia officials are launching an investigation into Cobb County and say they didn't follow proper procedures when matching signatures on Election Day. In a press conference on Monday, Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger announced his office will be conducting a probe on absentee voter signatures on ballots. A nor'easter was on target to slam parts of mid-Atlantic and New England states starting Wednesday, bringing heavy snow, strong winds, and some coastal flooding. According to AccuWeather, the nor'easter was anticipated to bring more snow than all of last year's combined in Washington, D.C., Philadelphia, New York City, and Boston. Freezing rain and ice accumulations were also expected for parts of North Carolina, Virginia, and West Virginia. An organizer to recall California Governor Gavin Newsom attributes the effort's momentum not to any blue or red tide, but a citizen's tide based on the governor's hypocritical actions during the pandemic. Annie Dunsmore of Rescue California 2021 said Tuesday that the recall effort is a culmination of many missteps by Newsom. USA Radio News. Newsmax TV is exploding and everyone's talking about it. Now a survey finds that 30 million Americans are watching Newsmax TV all the time. Millions are turning off Fox and President Trump says he loves Newsmax. So watch it and make sure you vote in Newsmax's national poll asking about President Trump conceding the election. It takes a minute. Just text the word NORTH to 39747 and vote instantly. President Trump wants to know your opinion. So text NORTH to 39747 and vote instantly in Newsmax's poll. Plus, watch Newsmax TV with great shows, including Dick Morris, Rudy Giuliani, Michelle Malkin, Diamond and Silk, Mike Huckabee, Greg Kelly, Sean Spicer, and more. Newsmax is on all major cable systems. Check your guide or tell your cable operator you want Newsmax like everyone else. Watch Newsmax TV today and vote in their big poll on Trump. Text NORTH to 39747 and let your voice be heard. A communist Chinese spy in a congressman's house. Should we be worried? USA Radio News' Dan Naraki tells us more. A group of Republican lawmakers have sent House Speaker Nancy Pelosi a letter urging her to remove California Congressman Eric Swalwell from the House Intelligence Committee. The 17 GOP House members wrote that Swalwell's interactions with an alleged Chinese spy are a national security risk to a committee that handles information critical to national defense. Representative Chris Stewart says it should come as no surprise that members of Congress are targets for infiltration by the Chinese. 
The Utah Republican, who also sits on the House Intelligence Committee, tells Fox News that Representative Swalwell should have known better. I think that's the primary failure here is, look, we start with the presumption that China is going to target us. They're going to try to exploit and develop relationships with us. And then you look at the commonsensical kind of environment we're in and then say, does this person raise red flags? She certainly did. And I think that's where Mr. Swalwell has some questions that he, he absolutely has to answer. From the USA Radio News Ohio Bureau, I'm Dan Naraki. USA Radio News. I want to laugh at the ignorant Republicans for a second, ladies and gentlemen. Right there at the bottom of the news hour, they're talking about this Swalwell guy who, you know, got uh, in a physical relationship with this Chinese spy lady. And he's like, hey, you know what? They need to, uh, this Swalwell guy, this, you know, congressman, he, he needs to answer questions. Look, man, Brock ain't answering no questions. Swalwell ain't answering no questions. Bo Biden's dead. Uh, you know, Hunter, he ain't answering no questions. Joe ain't answering no questions. Kamala ain't answering no questions. You Republicans are foolish if you think they got to answer any questions. Why? To who? Okay, they've got a terrorist ring running this country. Sad to say, ladies and gentlemen. Look, when you have vote fraud everywhere and you can't even have the courts even take it seriously, the courts won't even discuss the real merits of the case. They're just not going to talk about it. Why? Because they're beholden to the Democrats and to the deep state, even Trump's appointees. Okay, Swalwell doesn't need to answer any questions. For who? For what? What are you going to do, arrest him? I mean, come on. None of these people are going to jail. They're to the point where they're above the law and they don't even care what you say. Anyway, I digress. I just had to respond to that. Um, the same thing's true with this vaccine thing. They got an agenda, and they even managed to co-opt Trump into their agenda now to peddle the vaccine porn. I mean, it is crazy. They want you to believe that all you got to do is get a vaccine. It's just going to be beautiful now. But at the same time, they're telling you, even when you get the vaccine, it's not really going to help you. It's kind of like trying to deny you're a racist, James. It won't go anywhere. It won't do any good. What do they want next after the yeah, vaccine? Well, your left toe? Yeah, exactly. I and mean, you said something in the previous segment that's true, too. What's to say they don't come out with this cockamamie, uh, the virus is mutated, uh, and, and Co -co now the vaccine doesn't cover it. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> COVID, uh, what, what are we now, COVID-20 or whatever. Uh, you, but you're, you're also right that uh, they have laid siege to Trump to such an extent, and he's fighting a battle on all fronts. Any given issue, uh, he has to, to battle tooth and nail. So in this, even though his gut instinct was right, listen, this isn't a global killer. This isn't something that's going to, to kill all of these people, and you're going to have mass depopulation because of this deadly virus. Now, I know that they are claiming that it has killed probably a lot more people than it has. Now, again, dying with it, dying from it, two totally different things. But uh, I, I think at, at that point, uh, with so many other irons and so many other fires, rather than uh, face global derision for being the, the one guy who'll tell the truth about this virus being the emperor that has no clothes, Trump just is going to say, okay, well, we'll play your game. Uh, it's real, and I, I cured it, and here's the vaccine that I shepherded through and blah, blah, blah. And so I think that's what he's doing. Uh, with regard to his uh, apparent about face on yeah, the, the, the problem with that narrative though is once you capitulate to them on things that are not true, where does it stop? So you know yeah. that the problem with that it never ends, and the problem is once you get a Joe Biden in place and or a Kamala Harris, you really have some other questions uh, to think about. I'll give you an example: they the Giuliani, who I don't trust at all. Uh, team surrounding Donald jettisoned the Sydney Powell team and said, hey, they're not part of us. And Sydney said, yeah, that's right. I'll march alone with Lynn Woods and others. And I appreciate Sydney Powell doing that. I think Sydney Powell is a patriot doing the very best she can. She's the only one that filed real allegations on fraud. 
they got dismissed, which is a sad tale to tell. We're struggling to find the venue that the Supremes will even consider. They're not rejecting the cases on the merits, though. They're rejecting the cases on you don't have standing, uh, this, that, whatever. They're not really even letting the case merits, which means also the case details, which that could prove and expose fraud. They're not letting that come to fruition. And you know there's an agenda going on when they reject every single case without even looking at them. And then you have guys like Tucker Carlson say, you have no evidence, Sydney. Well, how can Sydney present the evidence when they won't take her cases? And then when Tucker says you have no evidence, if you say that lie long enough, well, it doesn't matter if she has evidence. But here's the reason that I bring this up. Now Sydney Powell is building a RICO case against Dominion. And uh, what do they call this thing? Smearmatic? Or Smartmatic? I, I don't know how you say it. I guess it's Smartmatic. So Dominion and Smartmatic, she's got a RICO case against them now. That might actually hold some water. I don't know yet. But again, uh, it'll be interesting to see. But the problem is they just can't let her take down the whole world, James. This, uh, look, we've had uh, a little over a month now, month and a half almost, to absorb all of this, to come together and reason, to, to read everything that's been put out there by both sides and form our own conclusions. I think there is no doubt whatsoever that there was fraud in this election, particularly from the Democratic stronghold cities like Atlanta, Milwaukee, Detroit, some of these others, uh, Philadelphia. Uh, there's no doubt that there's going to be fraud in those areas. Now, is it enough to overturn uh, the votes uh, in those states to, to the extent to where it would uh, take the uh, change uh, who, who actually won. You know what I'm saying is we know there's fraud. Was it enough to o absolutely overturn the uh, the rightful winner? Uh, you're not going to get relief from these criminally corrupt courts. Uh, I have had experience in the courts. Uh, this the, the courts are as criminally corrupt and as cowed to political correctness and the whims of society and the le uh, levers of power as anybody else. I mean, it's just like walking into a church house. The churches, like the people who sit on these benches in the courts, are just people from this corrupt, fallen world. And just because you walk uh, within the hallowed um, halls of a, of, of a courthouse doesn't mean that uh, what takes place in there is immune to, to corruption. God knows. And Representative Mo Brooks uh, out of Alabama is right. Uh, Congress does have a remedy to fraudulent elections and if the courts are corrupt and if the courts are not going to provide relief congress can mo brooks is is working on that i know sam you've been talking about the sydney powell angle uh maybe there's an executive order there's still two or three strands out there that trump's grasping for the mo brooks thing is interesting though because he needs to get a republican senator to sign on, and then this whole thing goes before the House. Now, keep in mind, even— um, Hold on. Hold on. This or, whole or, thing goes before the Democratic-controlled House. That's right, and they're going to they're gonna bat it down. There's no doubt about that, but it still goes, it still goes before, and you're going to have a, a pretty uh, intense spectacle, and it is going to slow down the gears and gum them up a little bit more. Uh, but, yes, you have a big problem with, with the Democrats controlling the House and, of course, these turncoat senators, but— uh, it would lay bare a lot of things, and you would have a lot more uh, of a public um, 
the public would be able to witness a lot more of the process than certainly what we're seeing in the courts. Now, again, for it to even come to that, Mo Brooks, this congressman out of Alabama, who said, quite rightly, listen, the courts can offer opinions, but the final rule on this is going to come to Congress. And Congress is, of course, the House of Representatives and the Senate. But he has to have a Republican senator sign on. Rand Paul has said, well, maybe I'll consider it. Uh, but, of course, Mitch McConnell yesterday uh, doing what Republicans in Washington have done their entire lives, surrender and acquiesce to the demands of the left. That is all conservatives have done in my lifetime and really going back uh, to the 1800s. And he is trying to dissuade a Republican senator like a Rand Paul. And I think there were a couple of others who said maybe they would be in play for this, but they hadn't given a firm committal. Uh, he's trying to, to, of course, derail that. But if that happens, then you've got, uh, you've got, you've got an option there. And then, of course, uh, what Sidney Powell's working on, uh, Trump has an executive order uh, where he can say that there was foreign interference. And then you've really got something in play. And I know, Sam, you've been covering that to, an ex- uh, to a large extent as well on this show. Yeah, and the question becomes, are any of these challenges viable? And it's my contention uh, that it's the following. Every one of these uh, opportunities for the president to... Um, sue for or push for redress of grievance or, um, you know, creating accountability is viable. Okay. I think they're all viable. I think every one of them has their place and that's what the checks and balances are about. Okay. Rep Mo Brooks to challenge electoral college results in Congress. I think he has every right to do all those things, but here's where I believe it kind of the rubber meets the road, James. Until the American people get incensed enough to demand a change, it's not going to make a whole lot of difference. And and I don't mean that to be offensive, but I'm just saying, look, Sidney Powell's building a RICO case. Do we care? Well, you know what? You've already got Joe Biden, who we have documented as a criminal. I mean, he literally bragged on TV going, hey, man, I got these suckers fired that tried to look into me, man, internationally speaking. They wanted a bunch of bucks. I told them they weren't getting it. They said, who are you? We'll talk to Barack. And he said, who am I? I'll show you who I am. And he literally fired those sons of a bees. Okay, so he literally blatantly admitted it flat out. And now his son Hunter has been under investigation since like 2015. They put a lien on his house or a lien on property. And they, you know, this was covered up by now William Barr so that it didn't come out in detail before the election. Look, the, until we start arresting these fraudsters, we're not going to gain any ground, buddy. I don't care what well, and you that, bring where. I don't care where you go in Congress. I don't care what you do. If you're not going to arrest the criminals, they're still in charge, buddy. Well, you're right about that, Sam. And, of course, uh, th- throughout his career, uh, throughout his administration, throughout his time as the president, uh, Trump's bark has been a heck of a lot more potent than his bite. If he leaves, you've got a one-party government uh, until there is – you know, God forbid, some sort of a revolution. Uh, the Democrats will take over, and they'll never relinquish power because of the demographic trends, because of so many different things, because of the Republicans not being willing to fight. And that's another thing. Um, if he leaves, that's it. That's it. And, and, and he was never a long-term solution, but uh, I'll tell you, the alternative is much worse. And we're not pushing for a revolution or calling for one. We're merely telling you we see the writing on the wall. Hang tight. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. 
That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems, at all times and in all places, is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. So I'm just telling you, while you got the criminals running the asylum, ladies and gentlemen, it's hard for me to see that we can make any progress. Is Sidney Powell's RICO lawsuit, uh, you know, are there merits to it? Without a doubt. Is there vote fraud everywhere from mail-in ballots right on through? Absolutely. Voting machines, criminal activity everywhere. There's no doubt about all that. But again, what are you going to do about it? They don't even care. They're in your face mocking you now. Okay? They don't even need to hide their criminal activity anymore because what are you going to do about it? Right? I mean, you got literally Joe Biden going, hey, my son's a wonderful dude. Then you got Hunter going, hey, I didn't have sex with that uh, whore. And then it's like, oh, I guess I did, and it's my baby. Sorry. (laughs) And and then we're supposed to trust him on everything else? (laughs) These people are just flat-out liars. They know it. We know it. They don't care. They're not even hiding it anymore. But Mo Brooks trying to challenge the Electoral College results in Congress, and I think that's a worthy cause, but I don't think it'll go anywhere because, again, you have too many corrupt politicians in Congress. But now listen to this. Headline says Obama to give green light to the Democrats to take Biden out. He ran the Russian coup. He ran everything. And now he's running this. Joe Kovacs writes the piece for WND.com. It's really about Rush Limbaugh, though. So Rush Limbaugh is now openly saying, and this is interesting. I don't know if because Rush got lung cancer, he's willing just to say anything now. You know, I don't know. And I'm not. I don't mean to be flippant about his illness. I'm just saying it seems like he's talking a little different than he's done for most of his career, right? But anyway, if Joe Biden becomes inaugurated as the next president, it will likely be his former boss, Barack Hussein Obama, who will personally have Biden ousted from office, says talk radio star Rush Limbaugh. Now, I find that very, very interesting. Because we all know Biden can't really long-term be president. I don't even know that he can last the first term. They made no mistake or no uh, hesitation about he probably won't be a two-termer, but he'll certainly set the stage for the Democrats, they say. What does that mean? 
Does it mean he'll serve his whole first term? I doubt it. Uh, does it mean Kamala Harris will become president? Well, interestingly enough, they call us birthers. They call us truthers. They call us whatever they want. Barack literally came from nowhere. Nobody knew him, and he, well, became, what, a senator, and then he became a president of the United States, and nobody really knew this guy. To this day, we don't really know who he is and where he's from and who his parents are or anything else. And now you got Kamala Harris, the well-known communist female, who we know nothing about for the most part either, really, except for we know that her parents are not, we're not at the time, at least American citizens. Uh, and, and you look at that and you go, wait a minute. Is Barack really uh, using Joe Biden as the paper tiger to get Kamala Harris in office? And they're going to jettison Joe as soon as the deed is done? How did Joe and Kamala, neither of them had real standing. In fact, it was a joke to think Grandpa whacked out pervert Joe would even be considered. Kamala Harris got kicked out first round, no support whatsoever, but they magically hit the White House just like Obama did? How does all that occur, James? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, I think Joe Biden finished fourth in Iowa and fifth in New Hampshire. I mean, he was completely dead, and then he barnstorms all the way, uh, apparently, uh, or allegedly, I should say, to the White House. Kamala Harris finished uh, even worse than Biden in these early contests. She was so bad. I think she was uh, literally the first one out and had the worst uh, poll numbers of any of the Democratic uh, primary candidates. And and she... um, you know, she's basically going to be the de facto president if uh, justice doesn't prevail some way, somehow, between now and uh, the end of January. And, of course, Biden was never going to be the president in any reasonable standard of measurement term. But And you can say that that's true for most presidents, by the way. They all have their bosses. But it's especially true for Biden and I think Harris as well, who, again— uh, was roundly rejected even by her own party. Uh, but now, of course, she's going to be in there. It just goes to show that they can um, – they're so in your face and so brazen now. It's just uh, – I think it's almost like a game as to see what they can get away with, with this COVID nonsense, with uh, Biden and Harris. Uh, they couldn't – you know, I had more people over for Thanksgiving dinner than they had at any rally I saw uh, throughout the campaign. But uh, yet they supposedly won uh, 100 million votes uh, <laughs> damn near. And so it's it's a big joke, but the 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 government has no fear whatsoever of the people. And it was an honest fear or respect, a healthy fear or respect of the people that uh, our government was always supposed to have. Uh, But now our people are so scared of being called a name by the media that they don't try. And, of course, above and beyond that, they are too fat, dumb, happy, content, slovenly, lazy uh, to really concern themselves. They may growls over their beers about some things they don't like, but they're not actually going to do anything. And in most cases, they're not even going to go out and vote against the people that uh, that they know uh, don't represent them and are doing everything they can to undermine their standing. I just see here now, this is, I don't want to get off course, but, you know, we got another trillion-dollar relief package. Well, the working man's going to get a couple of hundred bucks out of that. And, of course, the big businesses and all of these Yeah, but the working man's children and grandchildren are going to take a beating over that, buddy. Well, somebody's if the republic even it, stands. Somebody's got to pay I, it this, back, right? This is most likely. And Rush, this is another thing Rush Limbaugh has said now that he has become increasingly honest uh, in light of his predicament uh, that we may be trending towards civil war. I think that it is increasingly likely that you will see a balkanization of the United States within the next 10 years. Uh, I don't say that again flippantly or glibly. Uh, I think it's very, very real that the United States could uh, could fracture like we saw in the old Soviet Union. Uh, when you have these uh, 
totalitarian almost. Uh, it's a soft totalitarianism here with the political correctness, whereas it was a hard totalitarianism in, in Soviet Russia. But uh, nations fall, nations splinter, and we are certainly not a, a, a nation indivisible of one people, one culture, one faith. Uh, that's going to happen. It'll happen one day or another. And uh, I, I think it could happen very quickly. I don't think this country has ever been more at odds uh, and, and more um, divided. And it's not uh, as a result of Trump and, and, and Biden. I mean, that they, they were able to bring that to the surface, I think. But the fact that Trump has undermined so much trust in the media and in the electoral process, I think, is good for the patriots uh, of this country because this hasn't been a government that has represented them in any, any real way in decades if not longer. I think the media certainly responsible for a lot of this big tech committed fraud everywhere. What's interesting about all these different cases going, uh, you know, to the courts and everything else. The most of them weren't even filed on vote fraud realities, but you know, in my opinion, you could prove vote fraud with the big tech folks. But now what they're doing is they're kind of creating and dissolving big tech so that you can't catch the players. All you'll find is a defunct company in the end. Let me give you an example. Headline says, uh, Twitter, time to say goodbye to Periscope. Yeah, the company's shutting down the live streaming app. They say they built all the services into Twitter now, and they don't need that app. So the point is that if you want to say, hey, Periscope was involved in any cheating or manipulating of results, so what? It's gone, whatever. Okay, now Donald Trump, they say (laughs) openly at Twitter, they say this. Trump will lose his current, quote, world world leader status from Twitter's policies after Joe Biden becomes president. After the inauguration on Jan 20, um, hey, Trump's in trouble. Um, they basically go on and explain how Trump has special kind of privilege right now, but that's going away. And um, Twitter, Twitter applies unique policies to world leaders and various public officials of major importance, saying, hey, if the public has a need to kind of hear what they have to say, then we'll give them the benefit of the doubt and give them special privilege. Isn't that interesting? Uh, In October, though, a month before the election, Twitter blocked the New York Post. Why? Well, after they refused to to delete a story um, relating to Hunter Biden. So now Texas Texas Senator Ted Cruz was among a group of GOP leaders who described the censorship as election interference. Okay, so now you literally got them shutting down Donald Trump with half his tweets now. They say the second he's out of office, they're going to lock down hard against the Donald. So he'll just become a regular citizen in terms of the media. Okay, Uh, but you've literally got senators like Ted Cruz who are attorneys saying, hey, you know what? That really is paramount to vote manipulation and vote fraud. But see, no one's taking those kind of cases to court, James. I find that interesting. If Republican Senator Ted Cruz is going to say, hey, this... Well, the censorship is election interference. Well, where, where, where's old Ted now, buddy? What's going on around here? You know, Ted, I've never thought much of Ted Cruz. I did appreciate that he was at least pretending to be willing to argue uh, some of these cases before the Supreme Court, before they got batted down. Now, that's another thing. And we talked about this last week on my program. When 19 states sign on to a lawsuit that is presented before the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court won't even hear it? I mean, you have this, again, this criminally corrupt legislative body, which is what the Supreme Court has uh, become, saying that they have the authority to rule that a woman can murder her her child, 
through abortion, but they, they don't have the authority to even hear. Now, forget the decision. They don't even have the authority, they say, to even hear a lawsuit that was endorsed by nearly half the states of the union, 19 states. That That's absolutely crazy. Uh, and so, again, the courts are as cowed as any other institution. You don't want to be the judge or judges uh, that defy the media narrative because then guess what? The media trains its sight on you. That eye of Sauron uh, gets uh, affixed directly on you. And then you are going to have to, to walk through a little discomfort. Uh, as the president has done. Now, we can say one thing for Trump's disappointments. I have never seen anyone day in, day out, relentlessly and incessantly stand up to the media's butchering as Trump has done. It has just been almost otherworldly, uh, almost supernatural that he has been able to do that and just continue to to go on about his life. Most people crumble if they have their name in the news negatively one time, much less every time every day. But uh, again, you're going to have to go past the courts if 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 anything's going to happen with this. And I was going to say, you know, what do we expect to happen after January 20th? Is Trump just going to go home to Mar-a-Lago and continue to tweet out the things he's been tweeting? And I was, you know, and I guess the answer to that is probably no, because Twitter will probably ban him after he's no longer the president. If he's going to do something, he's going to have to do it now. And I've said this before, Sam. If he really does, now we don't know. We don't know. I do believe that there is that there has been fraud. I'd like to know if it was enough to to absolutely change the results of the election. Trump apparently, or at least claims to know, and if he's got the smoking gun, and if he willingly allows himself to be swept from from the White House, even though he knows that uh, you've 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 got a fraudulent election that turns basically America into a banana republic, he cannot under any circumstances, agree to leave the White House if he, in fact, now, this is a big if, if he, in fact, has that evidence, he cannot allow them to remove himself as President of the United States. I, I don't know what, what he does at this point. I completely agree, but here's the problem. Unless you lay that out to the public, okay, the courts say we won't hear your case, somebody somewhere in the media needs to be uh, have the ability to lay out the case from Sidney Powell, from Lynn Woods, from Matthew Staver, from President Donald J. Trump, uh, from where we can get the facts out where the American people can know what's going on. Otherwise, if he stays in the White House with the knowledge that he's got, if he doesn't share it and if it's factual, he'll look like a tyrant. And even the people will riot and be against him unless he can lay it out in a cogent way to convince the American people that the courts are so corrupt. But the truth is with him, he's in serious trouble as well. But I look at this and I go, Ted Cruz and others are literally saying, hey, Twitter censorship blocking the New York Post. After they refused to delete a story critical of Hunter Biden, literally blocking them, that's election manipulation. And that's the point. Nobody's talking about any of this stuff. But if it's all true, Trump can't leave. And if he can't leave, he's got to make the case to the American people. How do you make the case to the American people when you can't get the media to tell the tale for you? (laughs) Hey, Donald. Hey, Donald. Call Sam Bushman, bro. I'm here for you, sir. We'll lay out the truth like you've never seen. Newsmax won't do it. The leader of Newsmax was donating to Hillary. Beware, my friend, you're surrounded by the deep swamp. But we'll take care of you, bro. God save the republic. Broadcasting live 
From atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, West. you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman, live on your radio, hard-hitting news everywhere, folks. Wow. James Edwards with me, thepoliticalcesspool.org, his website. This is the broadcast for December the 16th in the year of our Lord, 2020. This is our two of two. And man, have we got a barn burner story for you. Ready, James? I'm ready, buddy. All right, here it goes. The attack on conservatives, as you know, has been legendary. We've been kind of at the tip of the spear. They've been attacking us forever. But um, they really haven't attacked all conservatives equally. But now they're starting to. And the gloves are off from saying we're going to shut down Donald on Twitter after the uh, inauguration of Joe Biden. He's going to be a normal citizen uh, to, um, you know, shutting down people's credit card transactions to uh, kicking people off of YouTube to shadow banning to we can go on and on and on and on of the abuses of big tech. But now it gets the worst I've ever seen. The American Family Association emails me and says, Sam, this is an urgent matter. I need your help. Recently, the credit card processing company that we, meaning American Family Association, have been using decided to stop processing donations for the American Family Association. They did this overnight in the first week of December without warning. There is no doubt that this was done because we are a Christian ministry and we take public stands on moral issues. Yes, we of course are pursuing legal redress for this regarding religious discrimination, but our attorneys have not, they have advised us not to name the offenders publicly at this point to not compromise the case. Rest assured, we will work on this. But for now, this has disrupted our donation processing at a very critical time. This abrupt cancellation is costing the ministry tens of thousands of dollars every single day. And that doesn't include the legal legal fees that we will incur while we fight this discrimination. What we're experiencing today is the most serious attack that AFA has ever faced since its inception over 40 years ago. We have found a different credit card processing company. That's good. However, the company that dropped us refuses to release the personal and credit card information of the new processing company. So here's what we're asking you to do, Sam. Please donate using the link below. If you could donate monthly, that would help tremendously. Without this step being completed, this discriminatory act will dry up our funds in the most critical time of the year. This is especially true if you're one of our faithful, they go on. Bottom line, though, they're openly now blatantly using the credit card banking transaction system, whatever you want to call it, to flat out shut down even the most 
and I don't want to say American Family Association aren't good people. They're wonderful people, but they're not near as hardcore as we might be considered. They're more mainstream. They have offices in Washington, D.C. Uh, they're considered you know, fairly mainstream Republican. Uh, they're Christian. They're, the American Family Association gets shut down without explanation. I, I'm just telling you right now, they're going for broke, buddy. You know, there's the old saying, misery loves company, uh, and I guess that's kind of funny, but it's not entirely true. I don't like to see things like this happening to the American Family Association, but the fact of the matter is, uh, the noose has been cast a lot more widely than it was 10 or 15 years ago, and it's tightening around anyone who is even a modicum right of center. And by that, I mean, if they have any traditionalist leanings, any sort of uh, freedom-loving patriotic interest, uh, certainly if they're Christians, uh, that that's uh, becoming increasingly clear. Christian groups are being targeted. Uh, but I ask, you know, I, I appreciate the message. I uh, hate to hear it, uh, and I'm in total agreement with their plea, but I didn't see a lot of these organizations standing up when we were asking for similar relief. You know, it was so easy for the media and uh, for these service providers and these platform providers to snipe at those of us who uh, really uh, told the unadulterated truth and to smear us with this libel of racist and all of these names. And uh, it, uh, in fact, did create a rift between us and these people who are our natural allies, people at the American Family Association. Believe me, uh, I have nothing but good things to say about them overall. It's a, it's a group, that's the group out of uh, Tupelo, I believe, down here in Mississippi. And uh, I, I think it's a fine organization, but they were able to do the old divide and conquer thing. They made some of us a lot more toxic or appear to be a lot more toxic than we were. And a lot of these uh, more mainstream groups like the AFA, well, hey, you know, Right, we can't be associated with these so-called racists, you know. But they're, you know, they, they're going to get them. But you know, they're not going to come after us because we're we're more represent, you know, we're more um, uh, respectable and a little more mainstream. But now they are, and it's going to continue and continue and continue. And there is going to be no eat me last. Uh, I guess there will be one organization that's not completely pro-Marxist and uh, pro-homosexual and, and pro-statist. Uh, and, and that will be eaten last. But, um, yeah, everybody's getting the same treatment now. It was put into motion years ago, uh, and it's a shame that uh, we all didn't come together as true defenders of freedom of speech and freedom of association, uh, and uh, it didn't happen. And as a result, they've been picked off one by one, and I don't see the AFA uh, having any success in getting that decision overturned or reinstated. Uh, I find that interesting because it's so blatant, but what they're doing is they're striking at the money for these people. And so, you know, how do you fight back uh, when you don't have any money? How do you fight back when you can't get donations? The life's blood of some of these nonprofits and some of these uh, organizations that rely on donations, whether it be, uh, you know, a talk show like yours, whether it be uh, the American Family Association, whether it be somebody else like... Um, uh, Dennis Prager on uh, YouTube or whatever else, you know, how do we even fight back and how do we um, get a redress of grievance in the courts, especially when you have no money? Th this is serious business. And if they're attacking the American Family Association, who won't they attack next? Yeah, I tell you, if it's if it's gotten so bad now that the American Family Association uh, isn't fit for polite company, if they can't have uh, if they can't be 
if they can't count on service providers to platform them and give them the opportunity to bring in money, I mean, this is a a very basic tradition, and I don't mean this in a disparaging way, but uh, it's it's nothing overly remarkable. I mean, these are Christians the way that any any normal Christian would have been in our grandparents' day and age. Uh, for just to give you an example, I mean, it is a good organization. It's a fine organization, but in no way whatsoever, uh, up until recent years, when the lines continually uh, are redrawn, would this be in any way a controversial organization? Uh, they're for the right to life. They 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 stand against uh, any. Um, so-called form of marriage that isn't ordained by God. I mean, they basically are biblical literalists, and and they try to uh, advance the cause that God laid out for Christians to to champion. And if if they're a bridge too far now, well, I mean, you know, Sam, and we have seen increasingly uh, Republicans. I mean, elected officials, elected Republican officials, uh, be be. I mean, the president, the president of the United States, was censored so harshly a couple of days ago. For a while, there was a there was a couple of hours you couldn't even retweet what the president of the United States had tweeted because he was under such harsh restrictions. So you know, it's gone from uh, outliers like us to uh, very mainstream Christian groups, all the way up to the president of the United States. If you stand up and you speak out against political correctness or cultural Marxism or any of the whims of the radical egalitarians in any way, it's happening to you too. And it, it, the whole thing about big tech being monopolies and needing to be busted up, and uh, uh, it, it's true, uh, but it didn't happen, and we didn't get a loosening of the libel laws and a lot of the stuff Trump said he was going to do, he wasn't able to do. And so here we are in the American Family Association. Welcome to our world. They did this because we're a Christian ministry, there's no doubt, and we take moral stands or public stands on moral issues. Yes, we're going to sue and do something about this. Do they have any hope in the courts, James? <laughs> I mean, I appreciate no, I don't sue. think so. I, 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 don't, fight. Look, I don't think Donald Trump. Has literally proven that if they can attack the president of the United States, a sitting, duly elected, appropriately inaugurated president, they can do this to anyone, right? Look, you, you now live in a day and age, Sam, where the sitting president of the United States can't even get a hearing in court, uh, in the Supreme Court, much less nor, nor, uh, nor Hold on, nor can he use modern technology to deliver a message to the people. Not without crazy restrictions, and this, these are restrictions being applied to him as he is the current uh, occupant of the White House. Imagine, they're, they're going to probably kick him off Twitter entirely uh, after, uh, if he allows himself to be removed from the, the, the White House. But no, I don't think you're going to get any sort of relief from any court. When's the last time you heard of a conservative organization or a major conservative figure winning a real meaningful case in court, a, a real meaningful case in court uh, where something was overturned that had uh, widespread repercussions. I, I can't think of any any major case that conservatives have won or a conservative figure or organization has won in, in, in decades, you know, maybe going back prior to the 1950s. I mean, a real groundbreaking type thing. Can't think of it. And I don't think that uh, we're going to be forecasting any the way trends are right now, uh, until the people rise up. The people have got to rise up, and they're still too comfortable, too fat, dumb, and happy. The question It'll happen becomes, one day. The question becomes, how do we rise up, and what's going to happen to Liberty Roundtable Live, huh?
have we realized the assault against our lives, our liberties, our faith? To defeat this assault, Christians and all people of goodwill should have strategies to prevail in our faith and principles, which are simple. No need for a complex formula. One goal, one aim. A strategy like the heroic Christians of the past. We win, they lose. Nothing less. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm by a friend of Megagoria. The Strategy of Heaven Revealed. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm. Available on Amazon.com or by calling Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. I know this sounds negative, and we certainly don't mean it to be. I believe in America. I believe that this nation shall endure. I believe that the Christian cause is sacred and is of God, and I believe we, the Christians, will be here to meet our Lord when he returns. Okay, so let's not take this all negative, uh, but we are talking about some perilous times we need to go through, James, is what we're talking about. But let's not let us lose hope in Christ. Uh, lose faith in um, we the people. Uh, Americans have been in tough times before, and they can deal with this. Um, we just don't have a lot of trust in solving it in Washington and or thinking that there's going to be a political solution. If you think you can go to nine Supreme Court, you know, what robed thugs and have them decide whether there's vote fraud in the country or not, when voting has been on the local precinct for generations, you've got another thing coming. So we're all misdirected uh, is the point, and you know, they're going to really push for a change. The question is, will the people let them get away with it? And I think right now the people are too docile and they will. But I think over time, more and more and more people will stand up when life gets uncomfortable. And I think that they're, um, they're really moving us into another stage as we prepare for the Savior Jesus Christ to return. It's going to get hard. It's going to be a battle between God and Satan. And you know what? We've got to decide who's on the Lord's side who is really the discussion almost, right? Uh, Sam, that is exactly right, and uh, it does have to come back and our focus be on the, the eternal and the spiritual and our faith in Christ. But uh, by no means whatsoever should people be uh, dejected uh, in our long-term prospects. Uh, I, the 
ability for us to vote ourselves out of this mess has probably passed. I think almost certainly it has passed. It was it probably passed before Donald Trump as well. Electing one man as the president doesn't change uh, the hundreds of, of traitors that you have in, in Congress and uh, all the way down to your local levels. And uh, But there have been people in far worse shape than we Americans who have turned it around, I think actually one of the problems that Americans have is that we have not suffered enough. Uh, it's through suffering that you become hardened again and you're able to go out and, and, and be a man and be a leader and, and, and do things that uh, will allow you to take back a country. Uh, the people in Russia, of course, who could have ever see, uh, foreseen the, uh, them turning it around where if you were a dissident, if you spoke out against uh, the regime, you were just killed where you stood. Uh, and that, that happened. And you were put into gulags and uh, murdered and, and shipped away. Uh, they, The Soviet Union fell. Okay, It fractured. And, and, and that may be what happens here one day in the not-too-distant future. Maybe America fractures. Uh, it wouldn't bother me if uh, if that happened. I mean, how much do we really have uh, in common with California? If California was no longer part of the United States, or if uh, uh, the the Trump lo- the freedom loving states, the red states, uh, somehow left, whether it's through secession, which I don't see happening right now, but sometime in the future, that happens. Uh, would you be less happy or more happy to be amongst your contemporaries? And that's really the only way. Uh, uh, a government can work is if you have uh, a people who are united and the, and the way you, you unite people is by having a homogenous group of people who share a common story and common values. We have now uh, squabbling tribes of, of every nationality under the sun occupying the same living space and pretending to be a nation. Uh, that's not a nation. Uh, and, and we obviously haven't come together as a nation. So, It'll get worse before it gets better, but I think that obviously in the end, the good guys are going to win. I I say that as a Christian, and I just say that as a happy warrior. But uh, in the meantime, it's like my pastor once said, uh, somebody said, well, we gave our country away, didn't we? He said, I didn't give away anything. They took it from me kicking and screaming. Amen to that reality check, ladies and gentlemen. That (laughs) is the point. And, th- and so that, that's what I think the president is doing here in a way, make it as messy, as painful, and as costly as possible. And I don't think that's necessarily sour grapes. I mean, if you're being wronged and if, you, if you're having something stolen from you illegally, you fight until the bitter end, tooth and nail. Now, you asked before the break, what's going to happen to honest, dissident voices, Christ-centered media outlets like Liberty Roundtable, like uh, this network, uh, like my, my, my show? Uh, we're going to be, I, I think, uh, we're really, our worst nightmare could happen. They could do, at this point, anything they want to to us, and we're not going to have any sort of redress uh, with our elected officials or with the courts or with the media. They could take away our social media. Uh, they could certainly continue to deplatform us. They could take away our domains, our servers. They could blow us off the Internet. And we've seen increasingly, Sam, uh, they are closing down not just your ability to process payments, as in the, the, the situation with the American Family Association, but actually taking away their bank accounts, literally taking away bank accounts, closing bank accounts, if you are, uh, you know, someone who at all bucks the the, the prevailing tide uh, that we now find ourselves swimming against. But, but let me be let me be very clear, and I don't want this. Don't misunderstand me. I'm not suggesting this. I'm not fomenting this. I'm not pushing for this. I'm not encouraging this in any way. But I'm highlighting a reality. You know, we talk about the balkanization of America. In other words, America dividing up. We talk about different um, states having different views: red state, blue state, divide everywhere. 
Uh, we talk about how it's uh, because of cocoa and everything else, it's not safe to travel from one state to another. We talk about different states not honoring other states' laws and rules regarding um, you know, your concealed carry permit or uh, vaccination guidelines or rules. We talk about when you travel from state to state getting quarantined. And I can go on and on. But the reason that I bring this up is you start literally denying uh, people like the American Family Association and regular mainstream Christian groups the ability to charge credit cards or participate in modern-day commerce. Uh, you start locking down people's bank accounts. You start doing these. I'm telling you right now, the average Joe that seems asleep right now, you will wake up a sleeping giant like you, have, you haven't understood before. I'm telling you right now. And it will get to America. You think that we're beyond having trouble in America. You think the riots in the streets are bad now, and you think that the that the discord and the divisions and stuff like that are at an epic level because of the mainstream press. It's in the press for show now, but it's not in the average public. The average white man and black man can survive and be kind to one another and respectful and live life and say, we're all here to do our best and, and we can coexist to some degree. And, and, and li- But you take away uh, people's abilities to be comfortable. In other words, take away people's junk food, take away people's ability to watch TV, take away organizations' bank accounts. You will unleash a lion like you have never seen before. I'm not suggesting I want it. I'm just telling you that's what will happen. Because the second the American Family Association says we're just out of existence now, we can't get any funding or any money, we have no bank account, we have no... Okay, you will see something that will be shocking let me give you an example to make the point right now. A lot of people still have faith in their leaders because they believe Fox, they believe CNN. It's kind of the left and right paradigm deception of we're conservative, you're liberal, we're fighting amongst the Republicans and the Democrats. But once the American people really get the narrative that, hey, it's the thugs, meaning it's government bureaucrats that are above the law, the Hillary Clintons, the Barack Obamas of the world against the rest of us, and they control banking, they control the, the discussion on climate change, and they can lock us down in any way they want to with a smile. All they got to do is say, oh my gosh, Coco morphed. We got a new Coco 22, baby. And you got to sit in your house and never leave. And we'll send you a check. You'll get a universal basic income. And don't you dare leave. And don't you go to church. And all these organizations are shut down to where you can't get any realistic news. And things are going to change in a hurry. But here's the hypocrisy that's leading it all, ladies and gentlemen. Headline, McConnell to senators. This is Mitch McConnell to senators. Don't challenge election result it could mm-hmm. lead to a terrible vote what's going to happen when it's clear uh, because they're forced to vote the senate rejecting donald then what the conservatives are going to realize they've been had and played for suckers for a long time uh, more so than ever before and so every time these things happen it creates greater divide and, and in my opinion opens up the dismantling of america you can say that i'm crazy but when rush limbaugh the most conservative conservative Guys, he called himself one day a water boy for the Republican Party. When he openly says, I believe they're pushing for the next civil war. And when you literally have big tech companies openly censoring the modern president of the United States, and you have the courts laughing and saying, we're not even going to take on this discussion. You don't even have any standing. Get out of here. Go away. And when you have um, corruption with Joe Biden and, and Hunter Biden and all this stuff at this epic levels, uh, the, the nation can't withstand this continued divide, this continued spiral down, um, separation everywhere. At some point, something will break and burst it to the next level. And it reminds me of the shot heard around the world. Who fired it? When did it happen? How did it happen? Why? Would, you know, hey, that's a pretty vague discussion. 
Is the dismantling of America going to start that way too? And is it going to start the big old stone from a rolling down the hill and who can get in the way to stop it? Is that what we're talking about? I pray the answer is no, but I see the writing on the wall. When you create 96 things all to the breaking point, one of them will break at some point. How dumb am I, James? Uh, you're not dumb at all, Sam. And I would say this to to your point. If the trajectory that we are on is one that is going to end with Christians being not just deplatformed or uh, not giving the ability to make a living or uh, process payments or, 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 or whatever, but absolutely jailed uh, for so-called thought crimes or so-called hate speech, which will be to speak the message of Jesus Christ. That is increasingly defined as hate speech now. All right, let's talk about uh, global warming in that mix because it's a coming, ladies and gentlemen. Are you one of those deniers, James? I would have to say so. Hang <laughs> tight, brother. So. Pursuing liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. A California sheriff is fighting back against a judge's order to reduce Orange County's jail population by 50% because of COVID-19. Orange County Sheriff Don Barnes says he has no intention of releasing these very bad people. I do not intend to comply with the order. We tend to, uh, we're going to appeal the order. In essence, we don't really have low-level offenders remaining in Orange County jail. We've already released all of them. So these are very serious offenders that we're looking at. The order stems from an ACLU lawsuit filed on behalf of inmates. Arizona Republicans have set a historic precedent. Monday, they cast an alternate slate of electors with state GOP chairwoman Kelly Ward taking charge. The Republican electors cast their 11 electoral votes for President Trump. In opposition to the official electoral votes cast the same day for Democrat Joe Biden. The nation's electoral votes will be opened at a joint meeting of Congress January 6th, where they will be officially certified. USA Radio News. Balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule. Changing the world one life at a time. I had begun to notice after 10 days with Balance of Nature, I felt better, more energetic, and believe me, for me, that's something because I have energy anyway, but as old as I am, that was really something to start really noticing. You know, we're all responsible for choosing what our attitudes are, but I had a better mental outlook. I mean, I always try to be positive, but there were subtle things in me that I began to notice. I just felt a difference with this. Get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code USA. Rural America's weak healthcare infrastructure are making it much harder for vaccines to reach rural Americans against the coronavirus. John Henderson, the CEO of the Texas Organization of Rural and Community Hospitals, says there's a lot of frustration and a lot of questions about why urban nurses are more valuable than rural nurses. The organization argued it could have worked around the distribution challenges, a minimum of 1,000 shots, and the extremely low temperature used to store the Pfizer vaccine. Carly Benton, executive director of the Mercy Ministries in southeast Georgia, says there's just going to be a six-month delay to get the vaccines, end quote. 
The FDA said that there were four reported cases of Bell's palsy among Moderna's 30,000 trial participants, including three who got the vaccine. Pfizer's trial similarly had four reported cases of Bell's palsy out of some 43,000 participants. Bell's palsy is a condition that causes a temporary weakness or paralysis of the muscles in the face. USA Radio News. All right, Sam Bushman, James Edwards, breaking it down. The American Family Association has their credit card processing company shut them off overnight. Yeah, mainstream Christians getting shut down. Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association, basically says, hey, we are pursuing legal redress for this overt discrimination because we're a Christian ministry and because we take a public stand. On moral issues. I've told you they're coming for the Christians. Most folks ignored me. Now what do you say, ladies and gentlemen? But it gets worse. Because here's the next question, or the next headline and question that relates. The Federal Reserve, that's the big banking cartel in America, right? The Federal Reserve, is joining a network of central banks and other financial regulators focused on conducting research and shaping policies to help prepare the financial system for the effects of climate change. In other words, Federal Reserve joins Climate Network to cheers of the left, writes the New York Times. Now you look at that and you can say, oh, no big deal. But the next headline says, should climate change deniers be prosecuted? Newsweek. <laughs> James, they're fixing to prosecute you and me for just our thoughts that we don't believe in the global warming scam. Well, this goes back to the American Family Association. If we are living in a society that is increasingly uh, going to target people who don't march in lockstep to whatever the latest whim of the government and the media can be, then let it be divided, Sam. We'd be better off having a, a Christian constitutional collection of states than being drugged down the undertow uh, with the uh, Washington, D.C., New York, Chicago, Los Angeles axis. Um, I'm not an accelerationist. Uh, I have three children. Sam, you have eight. Uh, yeah, and grandchildren, too, wanna... my dad. Yeah, I mean, once you add that, I mean, it, factor it all in. I mean, we don't want to see any sort of violence. We don't want to see... Uh, any sort of discrimination. We don't want to see anything that will adversely affect our children's lives. But uh, And so for that reason, I don't go out there and say, guys, get get your guns, go out and do something stupid, go out and make a martyr of yourself, you know, so you can make it uh, harder for all of us who are engaging in serious activism, which is what these lone wolf people do. But that there is certainly double standards out there that exist. While I would, of course, uh, disavow and ask people not to engage in, in that sort of behavior, uh, now's not the time for that. Uh, it is the time, though, if you're a member of the support group of the regime. You know, could you imagine if um, the people who donate to the American Family Association, for instance, just, just to give an example. Now, of course, these people wouldn't do that, nor should they. But imagine uh, they get so upset about what you're talking about with the climate change. You're going to go to jail if, you, if you're a climate change denier. You know, they'd actually gotten off the climate change nonsense nope, for a while. they're back on it because, now with Joe, buddy. Right. Well, they're getting back on it now. They had gotten off of it for a while. You know, they had COVID to latch on to uh, because the climate change thing had been almost so thoroughly discredited. They needed a new ruse. 
And so they came up with the, the with the COVID hoax. But in any event, uh, imagine that the people who stand to be uh, targeted uh, for not going along with with all of this uh, pseudoscience take to the streets. You know, could you imagine if they took to the streets? You know, what would happen? Uh, they would be instantly put down as rioters. They'd probably be shot where they stood, which is what should happen to rioters. Uh, but if you are a member of the support group of the regime, like a BLM, now what happened to BLM when they were burning down city after city after city? Completely coddled Nothing. by the media. And they received, I saw today, uh, this this collection of so-called pro-BLM groups received over $10 billion in contribution. They, they received $10 billion coddled by the government, coddled by the media. That's what happens if you are a radical left-winger and you go out. Of course, if, uh, if, if, if God-fearing people ever decided to do what our ancestors did, they'd be put down real quick and easy. Now, uh, Attorney General, that was back in uh, the Loretta Lynch days or whatever, U.S. Attorney General, we may prosecute climate change deniers. So this isn't just a question or a whim. Now, you could say, well, Sam, that was years ago. Oh, yeah? You think so? Well, what about when the Federal Reserve joins? The climate network that cheers among the left. And what about a situation where Joe Biden's coming back in office? They're going to resurrect their agenda right where they left off. James. Right, but you know, what are you supposed to do about it? Okay, so you're going to, okay, climate change denier. What are you supposed to do about it? Whether you believe in it or don't believe in it, what are you, Sam Bushman, or I, James Edwards, going to do? Are we going to do, we're not going to live in car, we're going to go live in a teepee, uh, we're not going to drive, we're not going to run our air conditioning? I mean, what are we supposed now, to do on. about it? And what does is, uh, what is, what is our personal belief have to do in, in the resolution of this so-called crisis? Well, or so the they probably continu- won't arrest the masses that don't believe, okay? They can't arrest everybody. And, and you know what? There's a significant group of people that don't believe in the climate change hoax. However... Um, you know what? As storms get worse, because as we violate the commandments, this is the interesting thing. As we violate the commandments of God, the natural disasters in the, in the, uh, happen. Okay, God's told us that. He will uh, punish us with all kinds of earthquakes and in diverse places and storms. And, okay, we know that we uh, get punished from God. So the more we deny God, the more the, well, equivalent of climate change starts to become reality, right? I mean, think of Noah the flood. They would have been, hey, climate change is happening. The, uh, uh, and then when the flood came, they'd say, see, the, you know, climate change is happening. See what I mean? And so what I mean is that wickedness of the people fills the narrative of the climate change uh, defenders. And when we deny it, the problem is, is that it may not be the reason that they claim it is, but it is happening because of the wickedness of the people. Well, here's the overlap. They might not attack the average Joe who doesn't believe in climate change. And they may not even know whether the average Joe believes in climate change or not. But what they'll do is they'll attack folks like me and you if we speak out about it. So this is a a freedom of association, freedom of speech, uh, freedom of thought or freedom of conscience discussion, James. And the leaders uh, will be attacked relentlessly to where they'll probably take us off the air and maybe arrest us if we don't shut up. Is that where it's going? Yeah, I think your worst nightmare is is where it could go. I mean, uh, certainly there's no magical force field that protects America uh, from these grotesque violations of human decency and dignity that we have seen, not just in third world countries, but it, but uh, and uh, throughout the Western world, uh, Europe, Canada, Australia. You got these so-called hate crime uh, laws and uh, hate speech, hate thought laws where you can uh, be uh, fined excessively or, in fact, sent to prison if you 
well, whatever they claim to be hate. Uh, love is hate. Hate is love. Uh, if you say that a man should be married to a woman and that's the way God intended it to be, well, that's hate speech in some parts of the world. And there's nothing keeping that from uh, manifesting itself here. I'm a little bit surprised, frankly, that it hasn't happened already. Uh, you certainly have these so-called hate crimes laws where um, – you know, they add enhancements and uh, intensifiers to a crime committed by some people against other people, but they haven't yet criminalized that right criminalized speech or thought yet. Uh, but they have certainly made it punishable to where you are deplatformed and where you, you, you are restricted and you're thrown off social media and they can close bank accounts. And I mean, sure, Sam, they could do whatever they wanted to. But if they do it, it's going to be done with us kicking and screaming and fighting all the way. And we are fighting, ladies and gentlemen. We've been fighting here on this network. Sam's been doing it for 25 years. I've been doing it for 16 years in my own capacity. And together we, uh, we have uh, we've got a network here that, certainly has stood the test of time, but also has gone after and been attacked probably as much, if not more, than any other media entity out there on the Christian Christian right. So um, don't lead, lead us to fight the wolves alone. Support us. Uh, they may get us in the end. Uh, they could always take us out, take us off the air, do whatever, and it may come to that. But if it does come to that, let it let it happen because we fought and we were defeated. Don't let it happen because we didn't have the support of uh, the people we are out there fighting for and taking these spears and arrows for. So, ladies and gentlemen, at Christmas time, there's no better time, the spirit of goodwill and giving, uh, to put Liberty Roundtable and Sam Bushman and the Liberty News Radio Network on your Christmas list. And I'd just like to ask you to go to libertyroundtable.com and make a contribution here at Christmas time. We are fighting very serious enemies uh, with very real repercussions. And it looks as though uh, the, the noose is tightening. We've seen it with the American Family Association. Um, these are things these are this is our reality day in day out you never know when the shoe's going to drop and you're going to face another attack that is going to limit your ability uh to fight effectively uh we face that what we don't need to face is is lack of funding from the good people again that we're out there fighting for we're fighting for you we're not doing this in vain we're not doing this because we like to do it so much i mean we do like to do it we it is an honor to to, to serve a cause greater than yourself but anyway, long story short, libertyroundtable.com, folks, support this network. This is one of the true entities, one of the real entities of truth that has been relentlessly attacked over the years in very high-profile ways. And I've never seen a bulldog with a bloody bone like Sam to go back and give it back to him in spades. And um, we got to continue to do that for as long as we can. You let them pick us off one by one, there's going to be nobody left. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is getting serious indeed. And I don't know, you know, where the shoe drops on this. And let me explain what I mean. I agree with James. I'm pretty bold uh, and willing to take on attacks and willing to fight the fight, the good fight for Christianity and for God, family, country, for life, liberty, and property. But at some point, they can even take away my ability to broadcast, even though I don't have an owner that controls me. Uh, we do have a situation, though, where they control the Internet and they control the money supply, ladies and gentlemen. Can we broadcast without either of those? I don't think so. So, you know what? The battle's on, and the question is, what do we do? Hang tight. Hi, I'm Patty, wife of former Congressman Steve Stockman. In Congress, Steve sought impeachment of Eric Holder for his corruption of the Justice Department and his fast and furious gun running that caused border agent Brian Talley's death. Steve called for arrest of Lois Lerner for her contempt of Congress as it investigated her targeting of conservative nonprofit groups. 
After four years, four grand juries, and millions of tax dollars, Steve Stockman is in prison. His case involved four checks to nonprofits. DOJ has one standard for Hillary Clinton, but another for folks like President Trump and my husband. We've spent all our savings, all Steve's retirement, and much of mine. Steve Stockman has fought for you and America. Won't you join me now to fight for Steve? To help, text FIGHT to 444-999, text F-I-G-H-T to 444-999, or go to DefendAPatriot.com, DefendAPatriot.com. Mom, you don't know anything about me anymore. <sighs> Honey, I know you're good at math. You don't like English. I know Ryan smiled at you yesterday at school. I know your favorite color is purple. And I know you don't like mushrooms. And who can blame you? I mean, mushrooms are a fungus, and people generally try to avoid funguses. Or is it fungi? I'm never quite sure. But, you know, either way, I mean, penicillin is good. Penicillin is a mold. Huh. Well, I guess you're right. So you like penicillin, but not mushrooms. <laughs> no matter what you talk about, love is what they'll hear. Mom, mm. if we talk, will you be quiet? Love to. A thought from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Visit us at mormon.org. All right, looks like George Soros, ladies and gentlemen, invests $220 million to help realize racial equality. Yeah, the group will invest $150 million in grants for, quote, black-led racial justice groups. And another $70 million towards local grants for criminal justice reform and civic engagement, etc. George Soros is on a bender, James. Well, you know, George Soros is <laughs> the personification of evil on earth. But I'll tell you, if he isn't a guy who puts his money where his mouth is, now I don't know anybody that has that kind of money, but I know people, I know many millionaires and I don't know any that, even relatively speaking, uh, put it down the way that the left does. I mean, they will go all in with resources to advance their evil designs and let the chips fall where they may. Whereas, you know, here, good people scrapping around for, you know, $25, $10 contributions to, uh, to keep, um, uh, keep uh, the Lord's work going. Uh, we need our people. This look. This is not an indictment. Look, we we survive off of these small contributions, as as everyone knows. Uh, this is not an indictment against the people who give, and and I know our audience is a good audience. But it, this is uh, the so-called right or uh, Christian conservatives or whomever. They don't give like that. Uh, maybe they are just too fiscally conservative, and it's just anathema to even consider uh, giving like that. But uh, throughout the right. Uh, not just our supporters, but broadly speaking, you just don't see that. You don't see, I, I don't know of any of the organizations 
I mean, millions, you know, millions and millions and millions, uh, hundreds of millions of dollars just poured into this one endeavor to uh, in the wake of uh, the whole talk about hoaxes. It's been hoax on hoax on hoax this year, but the whole George Floyd thing, just in the wake of that media manufactured hoax, uh, you've got the coffers being opened to the tune of billions of dollars to create these brand new uh, black-led enterprises that, I mean, you're not even talking about supporting existing organizations and structures that were in place. <laughs> Hundreds of millions of dollars since this summer to create new organizations that will go out and, and continue to champion the, uh, the, the thoughts and designs of George Soros. Our people do not give like that. Uh, everybody can do something. Everybody can give. Not everybody can be on the front line. Give what you can. It's not going to match Soros, but we can do a lot more with a little than they can do with a lot. Uh, but it's just sickening to see, Sam. Uh, you, you've, got, you've got to meet the enemy on the battlefield and uh, with equal relish, and uh, our side just doesn't have that in them right now. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. There's so much to talk about, so much to highlight. And we don't mean to be negative with this information. We do mean to be a little bit of a reality check on the American people. And we do mean to be a little bit cynical about how the liberals double down in their cause, whereas we don't really um, take our cause seriously. And really, it's a plea from we, the talk show hosts on the radio, for Americans to take their culture, to take their society, to take their liberties, to take their hope and their Christian values seriously enough to get engaged to, enough to make a difference. If we don't, we will wish we had, is the point. So we don't mean to be negative, and we're not suggesting that America's done. What we're suggesting is we, the people, have got to make a big difference. I'll tell you who else is doing it. You'll be excited about this, James. You know, I've been one of the original podcasters. I mean, I was podcasting before folks even knew what the word meant, right? <laughs> I've been streaming on the Internet longer than almost anybody, right? Well, anyway, I bring this all up because now, of all people, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, they have signed a multi-million dollar deal with Spotify to produce podcasts. Even Prince Harry and Meghan are getting into podcasting now. And they created what's called Archwell Audio, and their goal is, they say, to create content that uplifts and entertains audiences around the world. James, aren't you feeling better already? Well, uh, is any of that money going to flow your way, Sam? And no. Did we get included in that? Or <laughs> No. That's kind of my point is that, folks, they're willing to put their money into podcasts. They're getting millions of dollars to tell their tale. Now, I'm not against them, per se. You know, maybe they'll create a great entertainment thing, and it'll be a lot of good and fun and, you know, whatever. My point is whenever the, you know, whenever they want to throw down for their efforts, they do, whether it's George Soros funding the the racial equality discussion, whether it's you know Spotify, who just hired Joe Rogan for what a hundred million dollars or whatever else, and now you got Megan, and I wonder how much it costs <laughs> to get Megan and, and and Prince Harry to do their deal and stuff. The, the the terms aren't disclosed, but you look at this and you go, can't we the people even put together a million Americans to put a dollar a day into something? No, can't. Do no, it. I see that's the thing. I mean, it sounds like it would do the last ten minutes, like millions of dollars just flying around all over the place. All you got to do is reach up and grab one. There's going to be a million dollars for you to take. I mean, it is if you uh, if you are working against God and country, maybe it's a little bit easier to get it to uh, redirect into your bank account. But right, I mean, Sam, uh, a million people, a dollar, uh, half that many, two dollars. I mean, it, it it can be done. It can be done collectively. 
but uh, that's that's what we're talking about. It's look, we are going to be okay. It's Christmas time. It's a time of hope. It's a time of uh, of uh, community and coming together and being positive. And I do think in the end we're going to prevail. But we're look the the people who say it's all in God's hands. Well, God wants you to stand up and fight. Uh, I don't know how many times God ever delivered a great victory to people who were just laying on their couch waiting for something good to happen. I, did that ever I, happen? I certainly agree that it's God's call and God can make it happen or not and stuff like that, but we need to do what God asks us to do if we want his blessings. It's that simple of a reality check, James. That's the that's that's what I was stabbing at. That's that's absolutely right. I mean, God isn't going to, to give you great victories if you don't uh, have faith in him and go out under his banner and in his name and fight for the freedoms that uh, that he gave you that we are allowing to be taken from us because of apathy and because uh, it's more important to uh, subscribe to Netflix. I mean, you know, think, think of the, what we could do with the fourteen ninety nine a month. Not we, and I, I don't want to make it personal. You pick your organization. It doesn't have to be Liberty News Radio Network. It doesn't have to be Sam Bushman or, or James Edwards. Pick an organization and, that and is the doing the work. The fact is what we're saying is you better get. mobilize is what we're telling you. Okay, and if you don't, well, that's I'm right. Because I tell you, right you now, our, our enemies, our enemies are mobilizing. They're mobilizing in government. They're mobilizing in uh, philanthropy, in the media. They're mobilizing in the courts. Uh, the Chamber of Commerce, one hundred percent against us. Uh, they're mobilizing social media. They're mobilizing everywhere, and they're giving. Uh, we've got to do everything we can with the resources we've got. Obviously, I can't do any more. If Sam Bushman and I could take the message of this program and have a, a a microphone as big as that of Rush Limbaugh or CNN or any of these others, this country turns overnight. If that many people had the message of truth, I think, we, you know, you could you could make some very Yeah, because games, it isn't about course, Sam and James. It is about the message of truth. I believe the American people aren't able to be engaged and stand for what is right because they don't know. How many Americans know the American Family Association just got flat out shut down? Exactly. Even if you take the several million Christian contingent that pays attention to focus on the family consistently, and I, I'm sorry, American Family Association, and I'm one of them, by the way, but I would say that out of 330 million Americans, I, I bet you 10 million Americans don't know. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'd say maybe a million have heard about this. And, and with American Family Association, along with Focus on the Family, being really two of the premier fundamentalist Christian um, institutions that we've got. And, and so that's what we're saying. We're saying we have got to be able to tell the truth. And I don't know what President Trump's plan is. I don't know if he's going to start his own media company. I don't know if he's going to double down and, and join Newsmax. I don't know if he's going to start his own company, let it grow, and then merge with Newsmax. They're certainly positioning Newsmax to grow. But again, Newsmax, Chris Reddy, that's the guy that donated big money to Hillary Clinton, James. Yeah, I mean, certainly Newsmax is better than MSNBC, but Newsmax isn't a solution either. I mean, they're, they're not going to they're, – they're not going to suffer the indignity of being called a racist – and what I mean by that is, you know, forget what you think racist means. Racist just means anything you say. I wrote a book about this 10 years ago. It was prophetic, and it's even it's twice as true today. We do but need they, an they update call, on that book, though. We do need round two. <laughs> the, the, the 10-year anniversary edition. Basically, and I proved this in the book, anything that you say that they disagree with, they claim to be racist because they know that is the most potent slur, libel, or slander that they can affix to a person. And it's so effective. It has become so toxic and so radioactive. It's so effective. No matter what it is, um, 
I, I believe marriage should be between a man and a woman. What are you, a racist? You're a white supremacist? You're a bigot? You're a homophobe? You know, these terms. You believe women all belong in the kitchen people... or in bed, don't you, James? Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> well, the narrative you know, just flows, a... doesn't it? <laughs> well, they use these terms, and they know that they can make people uh, instantly abandon the battlefield, and, and we, we have seen that all too often. And, and to get back to Newsmax, Newsmax is not going to be an entity that uh, suffers any indignity such as that. Now, there are organizations and institutions and individuals out there who will and who have stood up to it. And you're talking to a couple of uh, the people with some of the most experience I know right now on that particular topic. Newsmax, okay, it's better than most, uh, but they will always trim their sales like most even quasi-conservative establishment institutions uh, to better cater to societal trends and uh, you'll you'll see that out of Newsmax. As a matter of fact, I, I know this to be to, for a fact. We ran an ad with Newsmax for my book ten years ago. This was a decade ago. Uh, we had a banner ad up on News, Newsmax. Uh, the press called them out uh, for running an ad for my book. They immediately disavowed me and apologized and took down the ad. So that that's how I know Newsmax isn't going to be somebody that's going to stand with you when the shooting starts. And that's a sad tale because most folks are being thrown in the arms of Newsmax, and Newsmax is reporting at least temporarily, you know, the Trump side of the story, which makes you believe they're one of us and they'll really report true blue. But it only goes so far is the point. Well, supporting Donald Trump is one thing, and uh, you can still get away with that to an extent, but uh, standing up against the false accusations of racism uh, that's really when the rubber meets the road. That's when you know you've got people with, uh, with some backbone. And again, if anybody's ever read my book, it's a book that really should be in the hands of any even nominal conservative. Um, and, you know, for Newsmax to have pulled that stud even a decade ago when the noose of political correctness was not nearly as tight as it is now, uh, they're not going to be people you can count on, I'm afraid, uh, at, the, at, the, uh, at the time of the battle. And by the way, we're just calling it as we see it, ladies and gentlemen, but let's be very clear. Just like President Trump, we had our concerns about him and everything else, just like Newsmax, just like uh, some of the, but when they do what's right, we'll give them credit. And when they do what's wrong, we'll simply explain why we believe oh, they're sure, wrong. Sure. And we'll point out the correct direction. Okay, so we're not here to attack Newsmax. In so much that they do what is right, we will praise them and support them. And the more they do right, the more support they'll get. And, and so we need to think about it from a principled based point of view. Okay, it's not about attacking somebody, it's not about opinions. Uh, in my mind, the critical component is we want people to tell the truth and do what's right. And when they do, we will support them completely. When they don't, though, we feel like we have to give you um, direction, support, clarity, hope, encouragement, guidance, whatever words fit here. That's what we want to do. James, uh, two hours of incredible radio. Thank you so much, sir. We'll talk soon. Always the fastest two hours of my week, Sam. I know we'll talk to you this Saturday, but Merry Christmas to your entire audience. God bless you all and Godspeed. It's always an honor to uh, to have an audience with you uh, third Wednesday of every month here on Liberty Roundtable. Thank you. By guys. the way, ladies and gentlemen, I will be with James Edwards on his show this Saturday night. It's going to be incredible three hours of broadcasting and Christmas festivities, if you will, combined with a lot of hard-hitting talk radio. How's that? Thepoliticalcesspool.org, syndicated by... Liberty News Radio, proudly so. Thank you, James. Godspeed. We'll see you Saturday night, and to everyone, a Merry Christmas, and we love you, and celebrate the season, run around, and engage yourself in act, random acts of kindness. Will you please? We the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, can and will save America. Will you help? God save the Republic.